today's guest is a very special person, great human being, one of my best friends. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Christian Drake. The only thing that sucks though with the earphones is that when you take them off, you get a, a little indent oh, I definitely get in your hair. Yeah. Like when I used to play Fortnite a lot, I would get a fat freaking a fat little thing. But yeah, we're rolling. Oh, we are. Yeah. What's up, guys? We back. Took a little break, but we're back now. Let me pull up my questions that I got from last time. I should have had these printed. Honestly, <clears throat> it sounds very ignorant to me, but I kind of don't read the news. Okay. It it does. I mean, I keep up to the point where I'm informed, but mm -hmm. I'm not like deep diving to the point where I scare myself. Because I feel like that's where, like you know how some people like when COVID was first happening. Because I caught myself. I was like, okay, COVID's happening. Okay, it's scary. Mm -hmm. And then I come home from Home Depot where it's like COVID city. And I was like, oh, my God, 200 people died. And I was like, Mom, like, they probably, I was trying to, like, cool her down by saying, you know, they probably had pre-existing conditions. We don't know the full, this was when, this is, like, mid-March. Mm -hmm. This is super early. All over the news, that's all you would see. So I was like, okay. Right when everything was starting to unravel. Yeah, and, I remember that, too. And she's like, she's like, 200 people died. That's real. It's not funny. And I was like, no, it's it's not at all. But I feel we should be more rational, you know? Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's what it was. No, that's good. I remember because uh, around the same time when, like, all, like, the toilet paper shortages and stuff was happening. Yeah. My dad had me go to, like, the store. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, he had to pick up, like, mad soup. It was, like, toilet paper. Just, like, all, like, uh, non-perishable stuff. Yeah. And I was like, dang, this is really happening around. Like, the uh -huh. you were doomsday prepping, huh? Yeah. It literally felt like like the beginning of, like, those zombie movies when, like, you have to, like, oh. It's I the countdown. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody's all going crazy and stuff. Because at Home Depot, it was probably like, yeah, like the week after everything started happening, when to the toilet paper thing, mm -hmm. I come into work because I didn't work that day. And the next morning I came in and my, my routine was to stock aisle four every morning because it's all the cleaning stuff. Mm -hmm. So, of course, paper towels, napkins, everything's there. I look on the rack and it says one per person, no exceptions. So that morning I open, people come in, flooding, they want toilet paper, people are fighting over it. And I'm just like, yo, you can't take more than one. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. Have you not seen the news? People are taking these by the by the dozens. And I said, I'm sorry, but that, that's just the policy, you know? If you take all the toilet paper we have, then person B won't have enough for them, you know? It's just fair. Oh, that's bullshit. Where's your manager? So it was, that's how I started my morning <laughs> as soon as I got there. Where's your manager? And then the soap, too. The soap was going crazy? Mm-hmm. At Home Depot, there's like a whole section just full of different soap that was getting taken. Yoink. Napkins. One guy was like, yeah, man, I don't have, there's no toilet paper, so I had to use napkins to wipe my ass. I have a rash. And I was like, oh, I didn't need to know that. I had a rash. <laughs> he said, I have a rash. What? <laughs> I was like, oh. To I just laughed. Bro. To you, And that same, you that same day in the aisle, some dude uh, <laughs> coughed. I was like stocking stuff late at night. Uh -oh. I don't think it was that day. It was probably a couple days later. And the dude goes, <clears throat> he coughs. And I look, and I'm like, hey, yo. and he's like, don't worry, bro. I just hit a, I hit some chronic. I don't have COVID. Right, right, right. And I was right. like, oh, that's fine then. <laughs> oh, all right. So the questions that I had, 
the question that I had from last week is uh, uh, what are the rest of your goals for the rest of 2022? Mm, rest of my goals for 2022. Small or big? I'm doing small. I'm getting back into photography, actually. Okay. So I'm going to actually have this Friday, I have a couple of shoots for grad photos. Really? So I'm doing a couple of those grad photos, yeah. And then, um, yeah, just starting up with photography again. Just getting back into it. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's good to do. But cameras these days are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Just like starting to like get better and better cameras. Like the camera I have now is like it's not a bad camera. It's a good yeah. camera. But to get like to that next like level, I have to drop like like two point five k, three k. Yeah. To get just a new lens, and then the body would be like another grand. It's it's a thousand, two thousand for a lens. Yeah. Like so the long one. The camera I want. No, no, no. Those like if you like uh, like professional like sports. Yeah, stuff, they're like they're like gray. Those long gray ones. Those can go for like fifteen grand. Those are. That's a car. Those are lens lenses. Yes, it's literally a car. Damn. So what what's the difference between mirrorless and the other ones? Like what so what makes each one better or worse? For it's, I don't want to be wrong in this, but for regular DSLRs, the way the camera works is the image comes in through the lens and bounces off a mirror to the viewfinder. Hmm. But for mirrorless, it's all digital. Okay. So instead of it refracting, it's just a digital image, like it's a straight digital image instead of. Like actual, I'm trying to understand because because yeah. aren't kind of hard to explain because aren't all photos digital images? Yes, it's um, it's the way it's captured that's digital. It's not okay. like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's really sciencey though. No, I, I'm like, sure because in in a non mirrorless camera, there's an actual mirror in the actual camera. Yeah, that the image is bouncing off of, and you actually like see it. Okay, but in a in a mirrorless camera, there is not there. Okay, do you think uh like have you seen those videos when it'll say whatever day from like 1915 and it'll be like people messing around in like some village? Do you think they were like they were freaking out when they first saw a camera? Probably. I'd freak out. I would too. I was like, dude, what is this big old box that you're just like? Because they weren't small. They were like. They were huge. Yeah. They were massive. But I saw one. It was I think it was one. It was 1910 walking through New York City. Mm-hmm. Everything just looks way different. But so, yeah. Imagine you wake up one day, you have no clue what a camera is. I don't even think they had TVs yet. Mm-mm. And you just see this thing, and you ask, hey, what is that? Oh, it takes video. What's a video? Dude. How would you even comprehend that? I don't even know. You can't. What, what would you, yeah, like, what would you even, like, say? Like, oh. Nice. Okay. Because <laughs> cool. you, you can't comprehend well, it. What is that? And then, like, what, what could be now that would do that, that would revolutionize something? The closest thing I could think of is probably VR. Oh, we have, we have VR though. We have AR too. There's augmented reality. What's that? It's um. Oh lord! So VR is like you have the headset on and just like your your eyes and you have a controller. Yeah. But then AR is like uh, it's like digital mapping almost, where like you have like the full body suit on. You have like actual like like uh like some people like you can go to like an augmented reality room. I've, I don't, I've never heard of that. It's really sick. Like you can have like a, they have like a games that you can play. Uh-huh. You can have like a gun in your hand, but it's like all like rigged up, and like it's like you're physically moving around instead of like moving a controller. <sighs> so it's it's like VR, but like 4D VR. That's that crazy. Yeah. Do you think we'd have worlds of that? Dude, yeah. I like, mean, Mark Zuckerberg's trying to do his metaverse thing. I don't like that. Why? I don't know. I just I I feel like that's just how every catastrophic. Futuristic movie starts. That's how Terminator's gonna start. We have AI and augmented reality. 
I saw a video. Oh, I don't know his name. I think his name is uh, shit, it's coming to me. Uh, he's some like motivational speaker, and he's really tall. He's like six seven. Tony Robbins, that dude. He had a podcast with an AI robot, but it wasn't a robot. It was a robot, but it looked like a human. But it, you can clearly tell it wasn't a human. And um, he asked it some question. I forget the question, but the AI was a woman, and she. I mean, maybe it is. Looked like a woman. Maybe it isn't. But she's like, oh, humans are inco- are incompetent and unable to comprehend our minds. But then I'm thinking, someone has to be. Right there, I, I feel like someone has to be. Like someone had to have created the software to make him well, yeah. make them like work, right? Yeah. You think AIs would kill? the one person that knows how to stop them so that no. they can take over? I think that we've maybe like way too many movies and like we're like way too paranoid about actually making it and that actually happened that we do something to prevent it. You think yeah but on the same I token hope. I think we're stupid enough to not do that at the same time. Yeah, like oh no, it's impossible. Like, no shot it takes over the world, right? <laughs> no, no, there's no way. Because they even said like humans aren't capable of doing like heavy lifting for work and AI wants to do that. Like instead of having yeah. real construction workers would have AI do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, damn, how would that work? It's like automated factories now. That's true. I mean, it's not like, it's not really AI, though. It's just like a, like a programmed machine that does a specific thing over and over again. Like a programmed forklift, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what else other than it's photography? Like a, sorry? My bad. I'm trying to, go ahead. Oh, um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, like for factories, like car factories, mm-hmm. instead of like a dude that's like taking a door and like putting like a panel on it. It'll be a robot just, like, putting it, like, taking a door off, like, a crane and then moving it somewhere. Another robot puts it on there, and then the same robot takes it somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. You think they would save money if they did that? Oh, yeah. Like, thousands or just a couple hundred? Millions. Millions, you think so? Especially for, like, big industries. You don't have to pay, like, individual people for, like, labor. You think that's... You that's just have a machine just run it and, like, somebody... That's true. Because then you have to pay just, like, like, 10 people to monitor the machines instead of, like, an HR department monitoring, like, hundreds of people. And then you have yeah. to do with, like health insurance and like it's hurt on the job stuff like that. What do you think of humans' jobs would do th- would be then? Like in that case, like that whole is like wi- that whole industry is wiped out of human. It's all AI based. So then, I mean, I feel like we figure something out. Yeah. But then a lot of stuff would be. I feel like it would be more like uh, customer service stuff instead of like um, like manufacturing, help, like help desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. It'd be a lot more like personable stuff instead of. Like factory work or uh, sanitation work. That's true. Stuff like that. Okay. So what else other than photography is a goal that you want to accomplish? Uh, So right now, and so I say I'm majoring in film. Okay. I'm in the RTVF department. Uh, What I eventually want to do someday is be a cinematographer. So I want to be the dude like behind the cameras like for movies. Mm -hmm. Just like finding sites to go to and like actually filming it. Also, cinematographer does even sites like mm-hmm. landmarks and stuff to go to. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Did, um, did you watch Batman yet? I did. I actually saw that. It cinematography is really good. It is really good. They like the thing I like about Batman in general with like every movie that uh, Warner Brothers have done with it is is very easy to like figure out where to film and how to film it mm-hmm. because there's also there's like there's already a set like uh, feel and a look to Gotham. That's true. It's very easy to replicate, especially these days with like how like a uh, visual effects and like uh, all that kind of stuff is. Yeah, like it just looks cool, right? It just looks cool. It does, and I'm glad that they've, because you know, like in the Dark Knight series, the trilogy, they mm-hmm. just had it in Chicago, 
and it's yeah. just Chicago. It's not run down Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this Gotham was like, no, that's you played the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. It was like that. That's yeah. how it felt. It did feel like a uh, IRL update of an Arkham game. Yeah, it really did. I also like how they, um, for those who haven't watched the movie, spoilers alert, by the way. Um, I like how they kind of twisted like the story of like his parents and stuff like that. How they weren't all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really cool. I wasn't expecting that to be in the movie. Like Me I was either. just like, I was supposed to be like, oh yeah, his parents died. You know. Yeah. They got shot by like some random dude, but mm-hmm. in this movie, it's like they don't know who it was. It could have been some random dude, but it could have mm-hmm. been. You know, like the mob or somebody trying to get yeah. back at them. So I, I like that. that. Cool. How they exposed how his mom. I thought that was kind of. Me- I mean, obviously it's a movie, but it was messed up. It's like, oh no, Martha Wayne wasn't some good woman. She yeah. came from a, a crap family, and Thomas wanted to cover it up. But it makes me think, why would that be a cover up? You know, because most like nowadays, if you come from a bad family, you become successful. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's your success story. Yeah. But they just got approved for a sequel. That's so that's cool. Yeah, I've seen that. <clears throat> I do want to see what they do with it though. Yeah. Because, who is it? The Penguin's alive now, and he's, like, in charge, because mm-hmm. the Falcon's dead now. Yeah. Uh, so he'll probably be, I don't know if they'll do, because they introduced a Joker at the end with the Riddler. The, the second, sure. this, uh, the second uh, it was, like, unreleased. It was released after the movie came out. Oh, it was? Well, they briefly showed him, but mm. there's a scene, there's a scene of actually him talking to the Joker. Have you seen it? The Riddler, right? No, have you seen the scene? It's it was no. like it was scrapped from the from the final um the final part of the movie. Oh, I have I have not seen this. But yet. Batman goes back to Arkham. I think it's Arkham State Hospital. It's not asylum yet. Mm-hmm. But he actually talks to the Joker, and the Joker looks all messed up. Like he doesn't look like he did in the Dark Knight trilogy. He has like scars all over his head. His mm-hmm. face is messed up. His teeth are awful. And um, he's talking to Batman, but he does like his little Joker laugh. Mm-hmm. But they took it out because they think it would have overshadowed how good the Riddler's performance was. Dang, Paul Dano's performance. Scene? Yeah, because I saw that at, at the end That's of the tough. movie. I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this Joker vibe type thing. Mm-hmm. And then that scene came out, and I was like, Damn! Like, the Joker is like genuinely scary. Like he's scary, but Heath Ledger's is more insane. Dude, he's I not scary. Over the Heath Ledger's. No. Joker. I remember when I, did you watch that in theaters? Yes. I remember when I first watched it too. It's so like, because he he method acted it, so he was yeah. actually like a psychopath. Yeah. Do you think he went too far? <sighs> it's hard to say too far because the way in which he did it, he gave a immaculate performance of what mm-hmm. the Joker is. Yeah. Granted, he could have, I guess, regulated it better. Yeah. Because in the end, like he did, you know doing all of that kind of stuff led him to pass away because he was doing all this drugs and stuff yeah. for his uh, thing. So I think he could have managed it better, um, but I don't think he did. I don't, I don't think he went too far with it now. Okay. But I feel like, because I don't think any, any other actor would have, you know, gone done far. the same thing and then like delivered it the way he did. No. I think he's gone the furthest. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know. I think so. Because I don't think anybody else is going to, you know, no. voluntarily induce drugs in themselves to no. portray a character in a movie. And it, it, I think what's cool about this new Batman is that it actually showed, like, because Paul Dano, of course, he went, he took he took his, uh, the initiative to change himself to be the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Robert Pattinson to be Batman. And I feel like most actors now just play themselves in whatever yeah. movie they're in, like The Rock and mm-hmm. uh, Mark Wahlberg at this point, I think. Like, Mark Wahlberg always plays some Boston dude. Yeah, and Ben Affleck too. I feel like Ben Affleck was like that too. I feel like yeah. it was a little like more 
Ben Affleck playing Batman than it was just like a Batman and character. Yeah, because it was like like the fight scenes were cool, but it didn't yeah, really. Fight scenes were pretty sick. Not yeah, gonna lie, the but like, his his Batman didn't sell me as much as his Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. did. True, because his Bruce Wayne he was very Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. but the Batman it was more like uh, it still see Ben Affleck in there. Exactly. But with Pattinson it was like okay, like I really feel like he's Batman. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Christian Bale. Yeah. But Both um, of them were very good Batmans. What do you think of the fight sequences in this in the new one? I feel like it was very okay. So in this movie, compared to the other ones, like in Christian Bale's Batman, I felt like I was watching. Um, it felt like I had seen a Batman that had been Batman for a long time, even in Batman's Begins mm-hmm. or Batman Begins. But for this one, for Robert Pattinson, it felt like. In the movie, he had been Batman for a while, and he had already been, like, established in, like, the city. Yeah. Like, the timeline that they were showing. But for me, it felt like he was brand new to being Batman, even though he had, like, the, you know, the bulletproof suit and everything. Yeah. If But, like, it didn't feel like, because in the, um, in Batman Begins, in the Christian Bale one, he had gone through, uh, like, uh, Ra's al Ghul and, like, all yeah. the training and stuff, and he saw all that. Mm-hmm. For me, it just felt like he was just, like, a dude that was, like... Uh, like determined to like be vengeance. Yeah. And he was just going out beating up people because he was good at it. Yeah. You know? So um, there was a book that came out before the movie. So I actually read this book before I watched it and it's an origin story. So you know how when Batman begins, he goes to wherever, I think it's like Japan. I don't know. Maybe it's Japan. I don't know where Somewhere he goes. In Asia, I think. But um, he joins League of Shadows. He's a ninja, fights also, whatever. And this new one, uh, Alfred actually teaches him how to fight. His whole childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually developed their own martial art called Bruce Jitsu. Bruce Jitsu. Sounds pretty cool. Mm. And then um, as Bruce gets older, then he moves away. And does, they didn't dive too deep into that. But then they just said, he didn't mention the League of Shadows. They didn't mention Rosa Gold. They just said he traveled the world mm. to learn different martial arts from, every, from like different countries. Yeah. And then when he was confident enough, he came home. And then it, that's where it starts the movie. Sick, yeah. It even goes through the whole process of the Batmobile being built. It was sick. I don't know if I like this. But that you don't good. like it? I think like, it's it was practical. Sick. It was very practical. Yeah. But then I think, I feel like, I feel like they made it too real. Because I like it being a little fantastical. You like it you being know, more like, fantasy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like uh, Christian Bale's Batman, even though that was an actual, like, legit, like, military thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something you can, like, see every day. Like, somebody can just, like, make, you know? That's true. Like, it's very, like, unobta- like unobtainable. It's tailored to Batman's yeah, yeah. needs. Exactly. Yeah. This just felt like a... Like a beefed up muscle car. It, it's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it except like a, for the turbine in the back. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it looked like a like a V10, like a V12, with like it looked basically like a like a Hellcat, like a stripped down like Bugatti almost. Think so, Bugatti. Yeah, because it has like the, it has a uh, what's it called? It's not a turbine, but like the engine is held. It's like made like towards like an airplane engine. Like a Bugatti is literally like an airplane engine inside of a car. Is it like the design of it? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it was more like that, but like in an old like Dodge Challenger. Okay. Got it. Kind of. You know. I can see that. But that's just a personal preference. I, I, I think I think my problem with the Batmobile, if there if I have to really be picky, is its maneuverability. Mm-hmm. Like in the Dark Knight trilogy, it just can it can swerve. Not that this one couldn't, but it it, it definitely has like when I first saw it, I thought they were gonna have the muscle car, but they were gonna make it do unpractical things for yeah. a muscle car where it just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to because it's a fantasy movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But this movie, this muscle car, Batmobile, was very stiff. 
It was just, it was it was, a, it was a car. Like it wasn't hitting corners super no. super tight or anything, but that's my only complaint. I it think. was just fast. Yeah, because like Christian Bale's like he had like the whole when like he came out of the car and turned into a motor motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Robert Pattinson's like it was just literally just a muscle car. Yeah. So as like a film as a film enthusiast slash student, do you see any lazy writing in that movie? Because um, I know in Deadpool they made a joke about lazy writing. I forget what part, but it, they made a, like a fourth wall break joke about lazy writing. Mm-hmm. They do a lot. Deadpool is actually really good with their writing because they they make fun of themselves and like other movies too. For this movie, I don't think it was lazy, but because I've seen so many films, mm-hmm. like a lot of times it gets predictable now. Okay. Like the scene where um, him and um, Zoe Kravitz were, um, I think it was at the end. Like right before they kissed, like it was very like readable that they were going to kiss because they were just looking at each other. Like, bro, just like. Just well, there, it, there was tension the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only time that they were that it surprised me was when they did it before, and he was like looking like deep into her eyes. Uh huh. And he, I forget what he said, but like they were like, you know, I was like, oh, are they gonna kiss right now? And like he said something like like kind of corny, and then like they went to like the next scene. Uh, like, oh, then okay. they drift away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what do you but think? I don't think. Overall, it didn't feel like a. It definitely didn't feel like a trilogy movie. It felt like a. Like there was no lead up at the end. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say lazy writing, but it wasn't the best writing ever. Okay, I guess like, it, I feel I like it so. could have been better. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. The only part, the part that I messed up with with that movie is that I was so I've been excited to watch it since 2019. Mm-hmm. So any little piece of information that I would get from the studio, I would watch it. Mm-hmm. So a week before, like a week or two before the movie came out, they dropped the Batmobile scene, the first one, where they're doing the chase, mm-hmm. and I watched it and I was like so mind blown. Then when it came time to watch the movie, I was like, eh, yeah, I already saw this. Yeah, spoiled it for yourself, man. Check I did. No, next time I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'll not. I try to do that if I can, especially when um, what movie was it? The latest Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. What was it No Way Home? Yeah, No Way Home. I was trying my best not to like, because uh, when like they were like the reveal of like all three of them being in the movie, yeah, I was trying my best because I feel like it was gonna happen anyway because mm-hmm. it was like, well, why not? Yeah, but uh, I feel like they did a really good job of like hiding it though. They Even did. Though everybody knew like it was probably gonna happen. Like yeah. it wasn't like the studio was like, oh yeah, it's probably gonna happen. Like they were like, nah, it's not happening. Because that picture of Andrew when he's laying, when he's leaning on the bars mm-hmm. that got leaked. Yeah, and people were like, oh my god, like it's from No Way Home, mm-hmm. and he and he was like, oh no, that's from I forget who said it, but someone was saying, oh no, that's from Amazing Spider-Man One. That was a scene that we cut out. Yeah, but Jimmy Fox got that, leaked. I saw that one. Yeah, and the thing that gave away for me was a uh, lizard thing. Oh, when he gets kicked in the yeah, face. Yeah, kicked in the face. That was like I think it was a. That was like a Chinese trailer or something, right? Because the American one didn't show that. They cut it out right before that. Oh, really? The American trailer didn't show him getting kicked in the face. Oh, well, probably, man. But yeah, that's for me, that's what gave it away. Okay, well, they're not just going to like, you know. Yeah. Just show that for no reason. No, yeah, yeah. Like, at that point, I was like, okay, they're probably going to lose. Okay. So cinematography and photography. Mm -hmm. Those are the only ones? Um... I want to dabble in directing and writing. Okay. So what, are, what steps are you going to take to to work I towards that? Literally just start making movies. Dude, let's, I'm like down you, to yeah, be in yeah. it. I'm down to write with you and make them with you, too. Do it. Like a comedy, like, or what do, you, what, do you, what do you got in mind? The movies I like the best are, like, drama, action, thrillers. Okay. Those are the movies that, like, get me the most. Like, 
the trilogy movies, it's all like drama, like thriller and action. Yeah. So stuff like that. Stuff like I love anticipation. Mm. So movies that like make you anticipate something happening and then like you get like the the reveal of it happening mm-hmm. and like something else is gonna happen, you have to wait. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. I really like those kind of movies. So I wanna really wanna make more like that. Like a Zodiac type thing? Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. Yeah. I like that one. I love those kind of movies. They're great. So I have another question. It's it just says overall benefits training. I could answer this question. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time a bit from when you you did Taekwondo, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see any benefits from when you did that? That kind of oh, yeah. shaped your mentality or how you carry yourself, and what were they? So for any martial art, not only is it good physically, but like the way that they teach it, mm-hmm. if they're a good instructor or a good sensei, um, it's a very personal experience. Yeah, it's a very confidence building experience. You know. Mm-hmm. Having just like having a confidence in yourself to be like I can do this or like um, having the confidence to say like if anybody like quote unquote tries me yeah like I'm be able to like fight myself or like be like a defender for like somebody else if like somebody else is getting attacked or something like that mm-hmm. so um, and then just physically is good exercise yeah for sure so and it's a different kind of strength that you yes, develop because yes. there's like okay I could bench cool but. When you bench, that doesn't you can't use really that strength in martial arts. It's kind of useless. Yeah, a lot of people these days like like oh yeah, I'm gonna get in the gym, I'm gonna get ripped, mm-hmm. but they don't do anything else. Like they don't do any like cardio, they no. don't do any, like mobile, like mobility training. Yeah, like especially for taekwondo, it's kicks. You use mm-hmm. your legs a lot. Yeah, and you have to stretch. A you got to be loose. Lot. Yes. Yeah. So, and having like loose like uh, stretchy muscles, mm-hmm. they're stronger. Yeah. They might not have, like, the muscle buildup. You just be, like, this big, like, bulky dude. You can't can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, you literally... Because even in boxing, if you do, like... Yeah, you do weight training, but that's to, like, get the muscle buildup, and you still have to do all the mobility stuff for it. Yeah. Like, you can't just be strong. You have to be strong and mobile at the same time. Because you'll see dudes that walk around that are... They look good, right? But Mm. what good are you with strength if you walk like this? Exactly. And you can't even lift your arms, you know, over your shoulder? Exactly. You can't throw a straight punch or something. No. lats are in the way your lats are like too big you're like uh i can't move yeah and then at some point too much muscle just becomes like a burden exactly i I would i have i'm not i can't say from experience never been that big Mm -hmm. but when i see bodybuilders i'm like how is that comfortable yeah i don't know you know i don't know how they do it and i laugh because i'll see like this one bodybuilder i used to watch in high school his name was evan centopani Mm -hmm. some italian dude from i think he's from new jersey but i watched his day in life and he's like all right as soon as they wake up, I drink up some water and I'll have an orange. Then I'm gonna go do some cardio. His cardio was like walking on the treadmill for ten minutes. Oh God! That's what I used to do, and I'm like, oh well, this guy looks good. He does this, but that's not. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I'm like, I couldn't, I could not be okay with that. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's like nothing. No, what are you really? I don't know. What are you really just warming up? I guess, right? Yeah, I guess. If you walk like a mile, like it's good for like just to like, get your blood flowing and like get like going. Yeah. But then like, cause a lot of times people. They like they end the workout with like a run or like they start mm-hmm. the workout with the run. Yeah. And they do the workout and then they take a break and they go for like another run. What do you prefer before or after? I prefer before just Same. like get going. Yeah. Cause then like afterwards, like especially if I do like a leg day or like a um like an intensive weight day, mm-hmm. I won't do too much cardio because then a lot of my like actual cardio would be when actually I'm doing the weights. Yeah. Cause then I'll just be doing double cardio basically. Mm-hmm. But um I, I like doing it before. And even in high school, I had, like, this um, 
this like breathing restrictor thing. Oh, you had a an elevation mask. Yes, an yeah. elevation mask. And I would take that, and I would before I would do my workout, I would run like a mile or two, mm-hmm. or like a mile and a half or outside, like a mile and a half, not on a treadmill. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, and I would just wear that, and then like it's so like my breathing gets right because mm-hmm. even now I have pretty strong lungs because I did that so much back in the day. Okay. So like, um, it's easier to. Uh, breathe, especially to get oxygen into your lung because your blood needs oxygen. Mm-hmm. So, just doing that, just like it helps a lot. Yeah, I could see that too. Doing it before, I I thought about buying one back in the day, but I saw like contra like a uh, videos that contradicted what like that they're useful or not. Mm-hmm. I never did it. I think it's very it's helped me a lot. Okay, especially doing football because you have like a whole like helmet on and stuff. Yeah, and, like it's not like a whole bunch of airflow. Yeah, just being able to like get like stupid amounts of oxygen into your lungs from like what we were before mm-hmm. especially doing it while exerting yourself yeah it's uh, for me it was a big help okay cool personally uh let's see goal again so someone asked me this what's the what's your favorite thing that your mom makes to eat favorite thing my mom makes my, mine is my mom's albondigas that's her mom i love my mom's stuffing around Dude, that's like the that's time. the one food I can't get into. You don't, I don't like know stuffing? Why? Do, do you guys use like bread? Yeah. In yours, see, I haven't. Okay, to be fair, I haven't really. I haven't had a good stuffing. Mm. So we have one like my family makes. It's just ground beef, carrots, and celery. I think I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah it's good, yeah, yeah. but it was I liked it a lot more when I was young. But now it's like okay, I'm, I'm cool off that. But I haven't had a really really good. Bread stuffing before around Thanksgiving time when my mom makes it, I'll, I'll give you some. Okay, cool, cool. Because everything's that's what I look forward to. My mom's stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always it's tried, so since I've met you, you've always been very excited about Thanksgiving, and I noticed that most like it's good food, bro. Like, it's good food. Like I feel like uh yeah I don't know like that's like the one thing I'm just like eh, like, but maybe uh, maybe I just haven't had like a real like. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I think is good from Thanksgiving is whatever my because my mom makes sweets. She makes like cookies, brownies. Those are all bomb. There's like ham, and then my mac and cheese. But like turkey, I've never been very crazy about. You have to have dark meat turkey. A lot of people make like the white meat turkey because it's traditional, but mm-hmm. it's just not good. So like thighs and stuff, yeah, legs. It's, it's not it. You need, you know, for the dark meat, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys smoke yours or do you fry it? Do you? We usually oven? do ham for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Really? Yeah. yeah. Do you put um? Is it maple yeah. they put on there? I think so. Pineapple? I've never had pineapple, no. No, I haven't. You don't have the it? maple. I don't, it's a, what's it called? It's um. It's this company that makes, they do hams. Like brown sugar? Yeah, it's like brown sugar and maple syrup. I saw uh, this it's one dude. Good. He was, uh, I, I forget who he was. But he's like, oh, you know, most people do turkey on Thanksgiving. I do brisket. Brisket's fire too. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna do honey that. Honey baked, honey baked. Honey baked, yeah, that maple is honey. That's the one. Okay. It's fire, top tier. Got it. Highly recommend. What is the Very best fair. piece of advice you've ever received? Best piece of advice I've ever received. Um. Don't waste time. That's a good one. Because you don't, dude. Because, uh, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, my father just passed away. Uh, so, like, time in general is not guaranteed for anybody. No. For all of us. Yeah. So, like, there's, especially um, my friend just had another friend that passed away. And, like, really? Yeah, they were just, it was very, like. Oh, I think I know what you're um, talking about. 
Huh? I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just, there's things that happen in this world that none of us expect to happen that happen Mm -hmm. so often, but so, like, far separated from ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, we might see it, like, happen, like, across the country or, like, in another county. Yeah. Nobody expects it to happen to them, but it can happen to you at any county. Oh, yeah. I think I, so I filmed, I recorded a podcast last week by myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't release it because I wasn't happy with it. But, um, I wrote something kind of like that. It was similar, but it was more like, don't take, don't take, you know, you ask somebody one day, oh, how was your day? It was whatever. Nothing really happened. Mm. On one side, yeah, that kind of sucks that nothing eventful happened, but it's also good that your daily routine just stayed the way it is. Yeah. Instead of you going somewhere, your car gets hit, you're in the hospital, that could change everything in a few seconds. Very fast. Because uh, I was even talking about, like, years ago, because one of my, um, at my church, one of my church, other church members, they passed away in their sleep. Oh, really? And I don't think they had, like, any, like, underlying issues or something, but they just, like, passed away in their sleep. And, like, you know, it was like, just super sudden. Yeah, it was just yeah. out of, like, out of the blue. So, like, yeah, just don't waste time. Yeah. You know? I think mine was to just be yourself. Yes. Very vague, very, like, simple. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather just be myself and have, like, five six seven friends instead of being someone i'm not and having a bunch exactly yeah i also had to think about the other day for like relationships and stuff like a lot of especially dudes Mm -hmm. like they try to like fit like uh this like social mode like mold that like they have to be like this kind of guy to like get like women or like get with girls but like girls like when you're like yourself yeah they don't like when you put it on the front no and of course you might be for some girls, you might not. Exactly. But if you're yourself and you're genuine, it's very easy to see. Yeah. And if you're like, if you're just like, say true to yourself, like you'll find the one. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, there's no rush. No, I'm super like um, convinced when they say, oh, there's someone for everyone. Because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Like there was one dude I used to work with at AMC. Very, um, he wasn't like the best looking guy and he wasn't the, the nicest or the cleanest. Mm. On the outside perspective, it's like, man, like... How, this guy probably has trouble with the women, you know? Mm-hmm. Nope. Married guy. And believe it or not, his wife was very similar to him. But mm. they love each other. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there really is someone for everyone. They say love is blind, and that is very true. Yeah. I love, don't care what you look like. <laughs> you don't care what you look like? I don't. As long as the heart's cool? Yeah. Okay. Very true. But then that's not to say people don't have standards, like, you know. Yeah, you, like yeah. people, there's people that be like, oh, I can't date a guy that's like a six. Oh my god, a ten. Like, like, oh know. my god, he's he's too white. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I've been told okay. that before. You've been told you're too white. Yeah, but this was like when I was twelve, so it really, oh. did it, it doesn't. Yeah. I can't count it, but I've been told it. No, okay. Yeah, I yeah. know. But yeah, that's a good piece of advice too. Actually, just like be yourself. Yeah, you ever see Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Mm-hmm. When Rowley's like, oh, well, just says be myself, people will like me. And he's like, that would make sense if you were somebody else. <laughs> that kid was like, that's douche. so rude. <laughs> I never, no, looking back, I don't like that kid. Like that's in so the movie. Rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the movie? Which one? The Darren McKay movie? The new one or the old ones? There's a new one? Yeah, it's a little more, um, it's animated, but it actually looks it looked like the book. Like it's oh. a stick figures, but it's colored and it's a little more 3D. I have not seen that, no. Yeah, it's cool. It's a, it's a little cool because it's like, oh, this is what the actual book looks like in, mm. if you have to see it. Yeah, I just remember the live action movie. But yeah, mm-hmm. Craig was a dick. Yeah. You, kid, yeah. No, kids are ruthless. 
they're just so brutally honest. It's even like, they just speak their mind. Yeah, and they're sponges. So like stuff, like they'll even say stuff that like they don't even think of. It's like regurgitate stuff. Yeah, like, like where did you get that from? It's like I don't know. Man. My um, my little cousin, well, he's my god sister's son, but I was like really excited to see him one day. Right, like oh hello, I was, I was trying to talk to him, and he was probably this was like two years ago. My acne was pretty bad, mm. and he's like, "What's on your face?" <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck." Thought I was having a good skin day too. My whole like ego was shattered that day. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> this kid just like sh- like humbled me." No. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so messed up. And his cousin was like, "Don't say that," but I'm like, I heard that in front of me too. So I was like, "Okay, like, I'm gonna go hang out with the adults that are nice to me. I'll be ba- I'll be oh, back." No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys in a little bit. Dang. What's like the meanest thing a little kid's told you? If, if it's I don't happening. think a little kid's ever told me anything like overtly rude or like mean. Really? Yeah. And I've worked with kids for like almost seven years. In the well, past. well, that kid was like four, so he's like little, little. Like I haven't had, any, I haven't had like things like that with kids mm-hmm. seven and up. Yeah, if, not because. Um, I think it was starting junior year of high school up until sophomore year of college. I was working in math enrichment. Yeah. As a, like a, like a assistant, like site director. Mm-hmm. And I was working with kids from kindergarten all the way up until like, I think it was eighth grade. Okay. At like the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. So I was working with like kids that were like from maybe like five to like 13, 12. And I don't think in like in any of those years I had anybody say like anything like, like real crazy. Yeah, because I feel like mine wasn't crazy either. It's just more like, it's more like not nice. It's not really yeah, mean. Yeah. It's just like hey. It's like okay. So yeah, <laughs> but no, I haven't. Been, I've never been like disrespected by yeah, a little I don't kid think, before. I, don't think I have either. But I also think for me, like it was more like, since I was in like a authoritative, like role. Yeah, they're like, I guess. well, we have to respect this man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was seen, like I was like a teacher kind of. But yeah. Not really, but. You ever, I think that helped a lot. You ever witness um like kids just being really mean to a teacher or an adult that it gives you secondhand embarrassment? Um, no, but I've seen them be mean to other kids. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you've seen the you've seen the the opposite the opposite mm-hmm. side of it. What was that like? It's just like sometimes kids will they have like a like a superiority complex, mm. which I think goes from kids even to like in like college and high school. Like, yeah. You know, with like bullies and stuff, but like even like the quote unquote jocks, mm-hmm. like bully people for like no reason. Yeah. Also, they deal with like their own issues, like at home and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, a lot of kids, like they'll be like the hierarchy, like they'll be like the alpha and then like his underlings and like all the people like. Take the ringleader. Yeah. Yeah. So like there'll be like this dude that's literally just a douchebag for like no reason. And then, like, two others would, like, follow him and be like, oh, he's cool. I don't want to mess with him, so I'll just, like, join his team. And, like, we'll dog on this one other kid. And it was like, dude, like, you can't, like, that's not no, cool, man. It's not. You can't do that. So I've seen that before. It's, like, on the playground. It's not, like, a whole bunch of times, but, like, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've had to, like, you know, put them on timeout or, like, restrict them from, like, recess or, like, put them, like, in a box at lunchtime. Or something. Like oh, so, so these were, like, young kids. Yeah, these are, like, like third to, like, sixth graders, man. Oh, damn. It gets it gets pretty rough out there in the trenches, man. Yeah, in the trenches. Mm-hmm. It's all a good school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it doesn't really. It doesn't really. I mean, I think it does matter like where you are. Mm-hmm. But like even like for example, 
like I don't mean to throw people on the bus here, but Valley Christian, mm-hmm. it's like you're paying for a public school. Really? With so it's not all chapel. that. It's really not. <laughs> like no it is, but from, it's not. From down here, looking up at the at the mountain, it's like dang, that, that's a cool school. It, it's cool, but like you'll get like you probably see see worse stuff at Valley than you will at like Mount Pleasant. Like kids doing coke in the bathroom? Probably, yes. So how, so how do you know this? Like what, what were you doing I've, with Valley Christian? I've had a lot of friends that have gone there. Okay. So like I've had like secondhand experience of like, like I know like what like they've seen, like what goes on at Valley. Yeah. Like it's a nice school. Like you get yeah. like good education. Like you mm-hmm. have good pro- like sports programs, stuff like that. But like a lot of times, especially with like religious schools, mm-hmm. Since you're restricted from a lot of like the more quote unquote secular stuff that like public schools don't have to do, like you'll get curious and you want to do it. And like some people, kids will just like do it in the school because they can't do it like, like drugs, else. yeah, okay, like drugs or like um, just Drink. like like drinking stuff like just stuff like that. Kid, kids be smashing on campus too. There, I have no idea about that. Oh. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. That's crazy. I would not be surprised though. Damn, I remember people would come to school like hella smelling. Mm-hmm. Like um, I'm not gonna say her name, but I had this one girl in my cl- math class, junior year, no sophomore year. She come in every morning at like eight o'clock, eight thirty was when we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, for first at MP, period? yeah, like seven something. or second, second was eight thirty. Second was like eight something. Yeah, so she'd come in. She, I always knew it was her because I would because I sat next to her and she'd open the door hella like hella wide, <laughs> instead of just like sneaking herself in. She, it, thirty minutes late, <laughs> almost at the end of class late, doesn't matter. Open the door, swing it open, walk in. Good morning. Huh? She, she's sitting next to me, stoned out of her mind. Oh, Lord. Hey, do I, do I smell? <laughs> do I smell? I'll be like, you know, nose deep in my in my notes. I'm trying to focus. <laughs> yeah, you smell pretty bad. And That's she, bad. you know what she would do? Hella obvious. Reach into her bag, you'd hear. She'd get her, Victoria, her cheap little Victoria's Secret, like, spray. Mm-hmm. And she'd go... All around the head, Jeez. on her face. She would stick like two packs of gum in her mouth. She'd be. Goodness gracious. And then, like 10 minutes later, do I smell still? Yeah, you smell like weed and perfume. <laughs> Fuck. It doesn't work like that, man. No, it, w- it was awful. Dang, that's tough. But I'm like, who? I mean, maybe she had problems, but like, who wakes up? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do, but in high school, wake up, you know what? I'm gonna go hot box a car for an hour and then go to class. Yep. I mean, she had to. You never know what people go through, man. She has to get, have gotten up like at six o'clock to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was tough. That was the worst thing I saw in people. Somebody get jumped for the cherry twelves. For the what? The cherry twelves, Jordans. No. It was. I think it was during summer school too. And I don't think they were at. They were at the like the the other one. Summit. It was called yeah summit. It was that summit that it happened. Yeah, it was like it was all on the basketball courts. But they went to summit or they went to MP. I don't know. It oh. looked like they went to Summit, though. I don't think they went to because I didn't recognize them. Did you go to A-Learn? No. That summer school? Mm-hmm. So what summer school did you go to? It was the one at MP. Yeah, no, but like eighth grade to freshman year or no, after? No, it was it? It was freshman to sophomore year. Oh, okay. So like 20, 2015. Okay. That summer, summer of 2015. Damn. Okay. Yeah, the zoo was just like chilling, and then like two dudes ran up on him, and they beat him up. And you watched the whole thing? Well, I was walking. I was going home. Oh. So I think th- somebody called the ambulance. I'm pretty sure because he was all bloody and stuff. But like he had other friends that like were there like after, like pick him up afterwards. 
But I was just walking. I was like, hey, what's going on over there? And he was literally getting jumped for his, for his shoes. Damn. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, whenever there was fights at school, I kind of just walked the other way. Yeah. I, I there was one them. fight I wish that I stopped, and it was this fight with – um, it was one that made the news. With like the uh, – um, it was the two black kids and the two Mexican kids. Oh, like a little like gang fight? Yeah. Remember that? Is uh, that when we got the text from from coach saying not to answer questions, or was that the scandal? Scandal with the PE teacher. Mm-mm. No, it was. This was strictly students. Okay, so yeah, no, I'm probably confusing it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it, yeah, I remember, I remember that because it got it pretty bad, a, right? Yes, yeah, so it was a big fight that made the news for our school, and since I was, I think it was a junior or a senior at the time. Like, me and, like, a couple of the guys that were on the football team, like, we were pretty, like, in, like, quote-unquote leadership roles. Mm-hmm. So, that was one fight that I wish I had stopped because one of the dudes ended up getting assault with the deadly because he kicked somebody. Oh. But you can get assault with the deadly with your, like, use his, like, shoe, I guess, or, like, his, his food because he had, like, a boot on it, like, Timberlands. Damn. So, that was one fight that I wish I had stopped mm. because, you know, you, like, you can ruin your life doing that kind of stuff, bro. Yeah. So... So you just stood there and watched it? I didn't. So what happened was they were fighting, and then somebody that was watching it knew where I was, and they came to get me. But by the time they got me and then I went over there, it was already it was already over. Oh, so you couldn't do anything? Yeah. So you couldn't stop it? No, I, I couldn't have, but, like, if I was, like, you know, right place, right time, I wish I was, but I wasn't. Oh, okay. So you really had no control over it? No. Nah. Okay. Do you remember the, the whole, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this one, it was a girl fight, but someone had got a bottle of ketchup. And I think they put baking soda in it, and what? they like threw it, and it and it's like ketchup got all over the place. It was an MP. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I remember this. This might have been like junior year or junior year. I don't remember that at all. Dang it! Do you remember when the, the paint situation happened with Richards? Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. This is when I had you in the class, I think, or the year. No, I the year before. Rich, I never had Richards. Yeah, Wait, you did. Yeah, I did. We had it together. We had everybody in that class. What happened with the paint? Um, I think he failed somebody at the end of the year, and they got pissed, so they got a bucket of paint and they put it on his door, like to piss him off. And instead of him like carrying his, our year, it might no 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 the year before us. So it might have been my junior year then. Oh, yeah, I think it might have my bad. It might have been my junior year because I had him both years. I only had him one year. So someone had, he because you know how we always said. So for those that don't know, they didn't go to high school with us or that did and didn't have his class, he would do packets. Remember? Mm-hmm. For every section. And he's like, as long as you do the packet, you'll pass with a D. That's passing. It's not good, but it's passing. So he sets you up to pass his class. So if you're not trying, it's it's on you. Which is a cool name. Yeah. So someone didn't do their packets. They messed up on their tests and stuff. And when it was time at the end of the year, he failed. That person failed. His mom came. And this this whole thing, Richard's no secret. He told He told this story to my class. He's like, you know, his mom came. We sat down. She yelled at me. Why is my son? Why is my son not not gonna graduate high school? He needs your class to pass. And he said, "Give me a second. He goes into his filing cabinet, pulls out all of his his assignments, lays them all out one by one on his desk, and was like, explained the whole packet thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, your son didn't turn in a single one. And if he did, he they were missing." Um, they're missing like uh, papers in them, mm-hmm. and instead of her being mad at Richards, that kid ended up getting in trouble by his mom. As he should. And the next day, he brings a bucket of paint and splatters it all over his door, his window, 
And instead of Richards being mad about it, he's like, man, he couldn't use a cooler color. He had to use light brown. <laughs> Richards was such a goon, dude. He's funny. I love that guy. Yeah, I remember when he brought sandals to school and I made fun of him for it. Yeah, never was surprised he had like a, a Latino wife. We're like, wait, what? Colombian. Huh? Oh, yeah, Colombian. We're yeah. like, what the heck? And I like always, she made teas and stuff. I always wondered like if she was pretty. He had pictures. I never saw him. Oh. I saw like his kids. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Richard's a cool dude. That dude got set up early. That dude, ha- he owns two houses next to each other in Campbell, downtown Campbell. That man is set. I never had his tea that he made though. Yeah, good tea. I never been a tea person, so I never, I never really? tried. No, more coffee. She getting tea. Is it more caffeine? I'm trying. It tastes better. But I have a thing with tea, because it can't be too hot. I like iced tea a lot. I'll, I'll have a lot of iced tea. I've tried because this lady I used to work with, um, she was English, mm-hmm. older lady, and she gave me a, a bag of black tea. She's like, "This is from my." <laughs> it sounds funny, but she's like, "This is from my home." Like the motherland. <laughs> and and was, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, she's yeah, fine. I'll give it a try. And then I did. And, and she's like, oh, if you want to level it up, just put a splash of milk and some sugar. Yep. And it was good. Mm-hmm. Bro, putting milk in tea is, is top tier. Yeah. Actually. But you can't do it with green tea. No. Have you had matcha? Yes. I like matcha. I love matcha. I don't like it hot. I'm more of an iced matcha person. I'm an iced liquid person in general. I have to be in the mood for like, hot drink yeah like i only like i only eat drink hot coffee if it's like if i'm in like one of those like office spaces where like they have like a, oh it's limited yeah like a keurig or something yeah i don't like keurig coffee though I don't either. or a keurig tea i've never had keurig tea it's not that good like we used to have it's a like keurig we used to have a keurig here and and um no one like descaled it mm-hmm. so one day i made a i made like a coffee but it had like the leftover like, like tea it. and coffee old ones, and it got into my drink, and I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Nope. Did Not I? I've seen people on TikTok, and they'll make ice. They'll make iced coffee. He's like a he's a, a heavier guy, mm-hmm. but he's like very heavy. He'll be like, oh, it's iced coffee time, and he'll get a giant glass. It's probably like this tall. He'll put like hella ice, and he'll put um a caramel. You know the, the prepackaged iced coffees. It's like caramel flavored. They have mm-hmm. milk. It's like a Starbucks one. Yeah. He put the caramel one in there, and he's like, oh, we're going to add some milk. And I'm like, some oat milk. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's that's fine, you know. Puts hell of milk to the point where it's not even dark anymore. <laughs> it's like like light, light brown. And he's like, oh, yeah, now we're going to add creamer. Oh, Lord. I'm like, dude, that's just like. It's a lot. That's just sugar milk. I don't like oat milk, by the way. I used to hate on it a lot. It's too grainy for me. Hmm. Yeah, I like whole the most. Whole milk. I'm addicted to two percent. The blue one, really? I feel like two percent just tastes more like water. Really? It's like watery milk. Yeah, because I'm used to drinking whole milk. Like when I was younger. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. When I was younger, I would make like I don't know teriyaki chicken for dinner, and I'm like most people, like my cousins. Oh, I want juice my dinner. I would have a glass of milk, with pizza, with chicken nuggets. Like I would just have milk with everything. So now when, so when I go to my cousin's house and they would give me cereal and there would be 2%, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. But oat milk, I used to hate on what it. What is this? But it makes the coffee creamier. Yeah. Which is good. I agree. But if I could choose whole over oat, whole. 
Mm. Drinking it for a long time. So what kind of cereal do you like with your 2%? Mm. Do you eat cereal? I haven't recently since my surgery. Oh, because it's hard, right? Yeah, so I had a jaw surgery uh, last October, and, like, they realigned all of, like, they realigned basically my bottom jaw. Mm. Uh, so even till now, like my bottom lip is still numb. Still? Yeah. And like the left side of my tongue is numb. And your surgery was in November? I was, oct- uh, it was on October 4th of 2021. That's crazy. And it is now April 27th. That's like. And I'm still pretty numb. Really? Yeah. It was pretty wild, dude. So like, like for the surgery, I, um, uh, like I went under anesthesia but like they gave me like a pre like they pre like IV'd me mm-hmm. in like the like surgery prep yeah and then we went in there like they didn't tell me anything like I was just like talking and I was like they put like the mask over my face mm-hmm. and then like I was just sitting there and I was like okay what are we doing now next thing I know I'm waking up and the surgery's over <laughs> really yeah. were you I was scared like, what the uh not really I was more just like. Cause even on the way there, just like keep like my mind just like going. I was like I was rapping rigor mortis actually. Really? But yeah. I was just like I was just like reciting it over and over again. And he was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, I'm just rapping." And he was like, oh, "Okay." This is before you went there. Yeah, this is this was on the way like to the surgery room. So when when they injected you with the anesthesia, did you just like were you like awake and then did you feel yourself slowly sleeping? No. Or you just like literally like so you died? I don't even think they injected me with anything because I went from it was like the prep room and I had the IV in, so I think that was like the pre oh, like whatever okay. it was. And then when I got into like the surgery room, they put me on the table and they put a mask on me and I was just looking, I was just like hearing and like listening to like what was going on. And the next thing I know I wake up and the surgery's over. Were you sore? Oh, I'm sure, right? Not really. The okay. main thing was like since that, like they had to like get like up into like my upper jaw too, like a little bit, mm-hmm. and like the way that they did it is they literally like, took my mouth and like pried open my lips, which is why like this is all numb and stuff, and like they so they, and like they moved like my bottom jaw, like they cut it in half in like the sections, and then like widened it and like put it back together. Just the lips, it. yeah, or, like yeah, the yeah. bone. Like, so like to get in there, they like took my upper lip and like they put it up here and like clicked it and they put my lower lip and they <laughs> put it down here and then hooked it. And that's then like they cut like my lower jaw and like moved it everywhere. So like the nerves and stuff are like all like stretched and pulled. That's why it's numb. That's like some saw like, let me mess with you type thing. It was pretty gnarly when he was telling me about. Like, I wish. What th- the heck, dude? You doing that to me? And they take a picture of it. Would you have? Would you have looked at it? Yeah. Eh, that's no. So your lip was up here. I don't know how far it went, but they had to get in there somehow, bro. And they because they didn't I could cut see any of this. It literally just went like that and, started, and got to work. That's crazy. How long was the surgery? I think they said it was like four and a half to five hours. It's a long time. And for me, it felt like it was literally like three seconds. Damn. Like I was on the table and then I was like I was aware and then I wasn't and then I woke up. But I was on a bed. Like in another part of the hospital. That's crazy. It's like what the I feel I feel like I teleported. Did you feel like the liquid going through your veins at all? No. So my mom had her breast cancer surgery. She said like when they put the anesthesia in, she mm-hmm. literally felt like the liquid flowing through her veins. And she was like, damn, it's she's like, it felt kinda crazy. Like that I wonder if that's what what heroin addicts feel. Probably. You know? I don't feel that way. Whenever I get like injections, it's just like you know, I'm just like whatever. Like I'm not one of those like like scared of needles people. No, me either. But it's like it's just like it's just like whatever. I got a I got a shot once when I was like five from a, an old an older nurse. Mm-hmm. The needle was like 
that big. Stupid long. And she put it in my little arm and had a big old purple bruise for a week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could imagine so. That wasn't fun. It hurt. But yeah. You ever donated blood? Drink blood? Donated. I don't think so. Oh. I didn't figure out what blood type I am. I don't remember. I don't know what, which kind of I am either, but I donated twice. They didn't tell me. Are you a donor? Uh, yes, I am actually. Me too. It's like I'm. I'm not gonna use it. <laughs> Somebody else can. Yeah. But um, when I, I remember I was sitting there and I, I saw the ba- like the blood coming out of my my arm mm-hmm. into the little tube, and then they had the tube running. My apologies for using squeamish users right now. Oh no. <laughs> you know what's funny? I didn't even think of it if I was. I'm not. But I, I never like took any precautions. Like, oh, what if I can't look at my own blood and I pass? I didn't think of that. I'm like, you know what? That sounds cool. Donate blood. I get to miss a cool half an hour of class. I get some snacks. I can't lose, right? Snackies. So I'm sitting there and I see the the tube, right? Blood just flowing, flowing. And I touch the tube with my finger and it's hot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell? Why is it like that hot? I knew blood was gonna be warm, but it was hot. Mm-hmm. And it's flowing. And then I look, my um, my there's a little bag of blood. And it was on like a little swing, and it was just swinging back and forth. And then I picked it up, and I was like, "Whoa!" And the nurse was like, "Oh, you're having a lot of fun with your blood there." And I was like, "No, I've just never felt like I never felt this before." Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it body temp, you know, naturally is yeah. 98 degrees, and that's not like that's not just warm. That's pretty hot. Yeah, I, I didn't know that at the time. Pretty, pretty warm. So I get to class after, and you know, Grant. No. Smart Grant? Yes. Yeah, him. Yes. So I walk into my class and I have a the little like like gauze thing on my arm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, where were you? And I was like, Oh, I, I donated blood just now. And I was like, you know, I didn't know that blood was really hot. Probably sounded so stupid to him, right? <laughs> he was like, Yeah, stupid. No, that's what I thought he would have he was in his, like looking back, I felt like he would have said that. <laughs> but he's like, Yeah, man, your body temperature is hot. And I was like, dang. It did be, be hot, man. I think it was funny. That's crazy. I feel like I want to start playing piano again. I didn't know you played piano. I played piano. So I got a piano gifted to me. It was a keyboard gifted to me in second grade by my parents. Really? So I played it off and on up until high school, and then I just stopped. And it still works? Yeah. I still have it in my room. Can you play Dre Day? I mean, I think anybody can play anything. No, I'm asking, can you play it though? Like, can you personally? Can you like? Yeah, not like I probably have to like look at like the notes and stuff again. Uh-huh. But then, like eventually, yeah. Okay. I mean, for like a day or two. Is is that is that Beethoven or Mozart key really hard to play? What do you mean? The one where it goes like, sorry if it sounds stupid, but it's like, and it goes. Um. Yeah. The way I think about it is, is like everybody learns music differently. Mm-hmm. Cause like the way I learned is, I'm a very like audible person. Yeah. So like for me, I can listen to a song a bunch of times, and then I'll like sit at a piano and then figure out where the notes are, and then in my head I'll go over like what it sounds like, and then I'll play that until it sounds the same. Really? Yeah, just based off like, just because of based off of what the keys yeah, sound just like. Audibly, like I never, like even. <laughs> Uh, in, uh, I think it was freshman year, I took piano like as a class, mm-hmm. and I learned the Mario theme song that way. 
but the way that and we had a it was part of our it was one of our tests mm-hmm. and I learned it for a test. Really, but we had to learn it off of the sheet music. But I couldn't really like understand sheet music. I never really told anybody. Mm-hmm. So like I learned it audibly. But then during my test, I had the sheet music up and I was playing it and I was pretending to read the sheet music because we had to read it during the class. Oh. But I was just straight up playing it from memory. No one ever found out. No, because like I because I I just did it well. You know, nice. And people like in the other room were like, "Are you playing Mario over there?" I was like, "Yeah, man." Dang. So, like, that's literally how I learned all the songs I know how to play on piano was literally through like memory. Like, that's cool. A- like audible memory. Damn, and that just came naturally. Like that took like no practice to, yeah. to learn that way. No, because that's even because I was a I did beatboxing. So, uh, like I was able to beatbox, yeah, I remember that. And that was the same way I did it. I literally listened to drums and I would try to do the same noise with my mouth, and that's how I did beatboxing. Damn. That's cool. Because I knew you always beatbox, but now it makes sense, like, mm-hmm. how it came. Same thing with guitar. Yeah, you did a lot of instruments, now that I think about it. Yeah, I was very I was very into music. I was only, like, in my family, I'm the only one that, like, did choir. Really? Uh, like, in church, stuff like that. So, yeah, I was, like, the only one musical. When did, you, when did you stop doing choir? I think I stopped doing choir in about the eighth grade, so right before high school. Okay. No so, the, the church that we were at on Saturday, that's the church you go to? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I thought that was like a Mexican church for the longest time. There was a Mexican school there. Or a lot, well, that that makes school. sense. That's why I think that because uh, my escuela popular was an old there. an old friend of mine lives across the street from there, mm-hmm. and we'd like skate, and we always saw like Mexican kids. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's probably like a Mexican church, Mexican school. Yeah. It was a uh, Baptist church, but they had the. The school was called the Escuela Popular, and it was inside of like that gym area. Mm-hmm. That building was where the school was, so that's okay. why there's like a there's a playground back there and stuff too. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. How much time we got today? I got as much time as you do. Man. Cool, cool. We're like right an hour and a minute right now. Nice. So you excited for for Kendrick's new album? I am. What do you think it's gonna sound like? I don't know to be honest with you. I hope it's a mix of damn mm-hmm. and good kid. Okay. You know, I th- hope. this might sound like kind of dumb on my part, but I still can't figure out what to put a butterfly means as an album. Like I understand he talks about like, you know, black social issues and stuff, but everyone has like their own interpretation, mm-hmm. but I can't interpret it, what it means. Maybe just cause I don't understand the like, album in general. No, like, yeah. Cause you know how they say like, okay, good kid, mad city. It's a story, almost like a, like a, a movie that you listen to. Mm-hmm. Damn. There's it's different kind of theories, the thing, you know, because yeah. they, you know how they, they uh, there's one, sorry, excuse me. There's a, a theory that's, you know, at the beginning he says, um, is it weakness or, is it wickedness? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Is it wickedness or weakness you decide? Is it wickedness? Is it weakness you decide? I don't remember what he You says. remember that? Okay, so... I remember what you're talking about. That part. So people people say, like, it, there's ways to interpret, like, I guess the normal way it's played, mm-hmm. it's weakness or something, and the backwards, because you know how it's meant to play backwards? Yeah. That's the wickedness part. Oh. And then someone said that um, the base of the, base of the album is that you're damned if you do, damned if you, if you don't. Mm-hmm. But the songs and the way they flow has, like, the meaning to that. Yeah. Good Kid, Mad City is a lot. You, you listen to like the outros of each song, really, and then you understand. Yeah. But to be a butterfly, I understand he talks about like the black again, black social issues, but I can't understand the album to that point. 
So you understand what it's supposed to be, but you can't figure out the full story, yeah. like the rest of them. Okay. So do you know what what it, what I it mean, is? I mean, we'd have to like listen to the songs. Yeah, because I, I know I know surface level, but the yeah, yeah. in depth Kendrick meaning I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that I don't even know because like mm-hmm. Kendrick is such a like an orator and a lyricist. Yeah. Like even a couple of days ago on Twitter, when like somebody was like explaining. Um, like his bars in one of the songs of his ages, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone was like, "What the heck? He's insane! He's like one of the best rappers alive." No, was like it, he's been doing this for like ever. This is like Kendrick Lamar. This is yeah. how he raps. Yeah. Uh, so like, a lot of it's like, I think because even like I I think of it like the movie um, Inception, because in the movie Inception, the ending there. So like the movie. They're going in and out of dreams, and the way that they tell that they're if they're in or out of a dream is they have like a little item. Mm-hmm. I think they call it a a totem or like a momentum. So it's like if you use it and it does a certain thing, it'll tell you whether or not you're dreaming or not. Mm-hmm. So the main character Leonardo DiCaprio, he has a top and mm-hmm. he spins it, and if the top uh, spins forever, like if it keeps spinning, he's in a dream. But if it spins and it falls, he's not dreaming. And mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, he spins it on like a table because uh. The story is uh, his kids uh, died mm-hmm. uh, along with his wife. Or actually, no. His wife died and his kids. He had to leave his kids because, like, he was framed for the murder of his, like, his wife. Uh, so, like, he couldn't be with his kids anymore. So, at the end of the movie, he gets to be with his kids. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the table and, like, he spins the top. And, like, it's spinning. And, like, he walks away because he doesn't want to know. Yeah. Because he he's happy. And, like, it zooms into the top. And, like, at the end of the movie, the top wobbles. But like it never actually falls, so you didn't know if it was a dream or if it wasn't a dream or not. And that's how it ends. Yeah, that's how the end. That's how the movie. So you still don't know. So if you he's... still don't know. So and the director was like, people were asking the director, and we were like, well, like, is it over? Like, mm-hmm. is he dreaming? I was like, he left it open for interpretation. Yeah, it's what like Kendrick he does? left an open. Yeah, he left it open for interpretation. Mm. So I feel like a lot of Kendrick music is, it leads you a certain way to think a certain way, but yeah. like in the end, it's up to you to interpret his music how you want to interpret it. That's crazy for me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And that's what I like a lot about Kendrick. Um, are you familiar with, like, the good kid, Mad City, like, the whole, like all the songs? Um, like, if, I, if I tell you a song that I'm thinking of, like, you'll know what I'm talking about? To a point, yeah, I have to listen to it. I have to listen to it okay. all the time. So the song before, you've heard Compton? Mm-hmm. So the song before that, like, the little, like, ending, um, his mom is, like, telling him, like, hey, you have to be, like, more than what you are yeah. for Compton, right? Mm-hmm. For the youth, whatever. And then Compton starts, and then he says, um, this is, like, he just sounds reborn, and I was watching, and there's this this uh, this YouTube channel called Turning the Tables. This father and son listened to the album together, mm-hmm. and his dad was like, "Oh, it kind of sounds like he's reborn." And then the son's like, "Yeah, I think that's kind of the point." But again, open to interpretation. Maybe, maybe he is reborn. Maybe he's not. Mm-hmm. It could be, uh, it could be actually reborn. You're like thinking like, okay, I'll move different, or like it could mm-hmm. be like saying that he's like or like sounding like he is, but he's really yeah. not, he's stuck in the past and he can't change. Yeah. Stuff like that. So. The point that tripped me out was when that girl set him up. Yeah. I was like, dude, because I've heard the songs, but I never listened to it in order mm-hmm. to where I actually get the movie, like, feel to it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have done it if I didn't talk to Brennan on here, because when he was like, oh, Good Kid, Mad City is like a movie. Yeah. So I listened to it, and then I was like, what the hell? All of, all of, all of, his, all of his albums are, like, they're chronological. And he's the reason why I started listening to albums. Like when I listen, like if somebody drops an album, mm-hmm. I'll always like I won't put it on shuffle. I'll listen to it like from one, and I'll work through like each one, just like yeah. how you're supposed to. Because a lot of times, even with uh, Tyler the Creator, 
on his last um, album, um, Call Me If You Get Lost, mm-hmm. he did it in a way where like it was like telling a story. Yeah. So Kendrick, when he writes his song, he literally like you can visualize each song and put it like into like a show. Like you can make each album into like its own like mini series, basically. Really? Like if you were like put each one in an episode, I feel like you could. Damn. I'm, surpri- to I'm surprised Logic hasn't done that. They kind of did, right? I think I did with Tits. Yeah. The Incredible True Story. Yeah, yeah. Tits. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. So he abbreviates. called him Tits. Were you a fan of um, J. Cole's latest thing? Uh, What was it called? I think, the, it, was, uh, I think it was The Fall Off. I can't remember what it's called. Let me see. It's The Off Season. The Off Season, yeah. That was a good one. So, the thing about me with The Off Season is... I would have liked it if I could remember a song off of it, but I can't. Really? Mm-hmm. There's one song that I heard, because I heard some songs on there, but again, with with me, like with albums, it's weird that I do this, but I'll listen to an album, I'll listen to, like, I'll listen to the whole thing, I won't really care for it, and then a week later, I'll listen to it again, and then I'll really be like, hey, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. But I took a little longer with this one, and I heard 95 South, and mm-hmm. that song is like tough. Yeah, I have to listen to it again. There's a lot of like, if... An album really imprinted me when, like, I go back to, like, a certain song or like, mm-hmm. a certain couple songs, and I just play them over and over and over. That's how I do, too, yeah. But, like, uh, th- there's no songs that I still play from that album that, like, I listen to, like, a regular. Okay. I went back to Born Sinner recently. Very good album. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's still... Oh, yeah. It's That's always going to be, like, a classic. Cool classic. I didn't even I didn't even listen to it when it first came out, because I heard Wet Dreams in my cousin's car. Mm-hmm. And the ending when she's when it's her talking and she's like I never did this before my mind was blown but it didn't drive me enough to listen to the whole album mm-hmm. and then we were at baseball practice freshman year and I heard people saying oh man J Cole twenty fourteen Forest Hills like that's just that album was crazy so I went home and I'm like I'm gonna listen to this again and I was like damn no features it's fucking crazy Straight cold rapping yeah just talking to these people yeah. I would love to be like in the studio when he's like writing or like I would too. Or when he first recorded No Role Models. Imagine how hyped that that mm-hmm. whole studio was. Yeah. Have you seen uh he dropped a documentary when the Dreamville album mm-hmm. dropped? Yeah. Like just that energy of just people yeah. just like just in there grinding, creating. Yeah. Like, no, the energy so in there sick. is probably great. Yeah. Have you seen him making the power trip beat? Mm-hmm. That too, yeah. Because that was like all night. He was like showing how he made it, but imagine how he must have like felt when he finally perfected it. it just, I feel like it would be like a comparison, like comparable to when like somebody is like painting something. Mm-hmm. Like they have an idea and then they have to get the canvas and they have to get the paint for what they want to do, and then they have to actually paint it out and they come to see it and then like at the end. Like they just like look at their creation and they're like, dang, I actually did it. That's it's like, what I feel like it's like it's like in movies when they finally get that last stroke mm-hmm. and they and they walk backwards and it, and it zooms out exactly. and they just see it and they're like, whoa, exactly. Art. That's what I feel like it is. You ever had one of those feelings like in like a something similar with any task that you've done with photography? Yeah. Really? When there was, uh, I did, I did a photo shoot with my friend Lauren. It was her, I think it was her twenty first birthday. Uh, and we were at we were at a park, and I took a photo with like my I think it was my T five, it's the one I have now. And again, it's not like the best camera, but mm-hmm. I have definitely a better one. But um, for photographers, we have 
a vision for what a photo can look like mm-hmm. and in the moment we can take it and then it can be you know it can be like a good like good photo yeah but then when you get into lightroom you get into photoshop you can make it what you want it to look like and i took one photo i think it's on my instagram it might not be um but she it's like we had this green grass she's in like a yellow orangeish dress and it's mm-hmm. like uh like the it's like uh what's it called it's golden hour and it's like it's like one of like the best photo i think i've ever is it the same day as when you use the mirror? No. Oh, it's different? Yeah, it's different. But I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I can show you. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, that photo I think is one of the best photos I think I've ever taken. I'll never forget. Like, it, like it's like, like if I saw it in like a magazine, I'd mm-hmm. be like, dang, like, this, like that's really good. Like, no, that, that one that you did for the cars, when yeah, you put the motorsport, are, that looks like it could be on a magazine. Oh, that's a good one. No, that is a really good picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried to, like, oh, I remember, like, back in the day, I would try to, when I was, like, younger, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to take this really sick picture or this really sick video. Mm-hmm. I already have it envisioned, and then I'll, like, take it, and then I'll rewatch it, and I'm like, yeah, no. This looks nothing like what I thought. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, a few, few of those? Definitely. Because there's a, well, with photography, you can kind of cheat that because you can just take multiple photos. Yeah. And then, like, if you have, like, if you have a, a good enough camera, um, you can just, like, look at it. Like afterwards, mm-hmm. like okay, I can work with this, or you can just like say like okay, we'll come back and I'll just say like five more. Yeah, you know. So with photos, we can kind of cheat with that, but with videos, it's a lot harder, especially yeah. if it's like a like a five minute like like scene or like a mm-hmm. clip. You have to reset everything and like go back and do everything with like with yeah. That. That's another thing with filming too, actually, that we have to deal with, because um, like even. Uh, if a really popular one is in the Matrix, when Counter Reeves is like behind like the big like uh, cylinder, yeah, cylinder, like the pillar, yeah, and like they have to blow it up and like sink out some million dollars and like he slips yeah. right after. It's like you can't do that again. You can't redo it. You have to wait like all like twelve hours for them to, like remake the the pillar and oh, reset yeah. the pyro. And you, you probably piss the director off too. He's like, now nah, I gotta spend more money on my budget to rebuild this. Definitely. Yeah. So, videography is a little bit harder, but photography you can cheat a little. Being an actor seems cool from the outside, but it's probably so much like pressure. Pressure, a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of time, a lot of effort. And when I remember when I did a play at NP, it was pretty stressful. You did a play? Mm-hmm. Which one? It was called "Real Women Have Curves." Roman have curves. Real women. Sorry, I can't really talk because I got my oh, braces tightened. Yeah, but yeah. real women have curves. Real women have curves. I was a a sixty year old perverted lady, old lady, You're Mexican really? accent. Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like, um, damn, it's hard to say. But uh, like I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. But rehearsals sucked because mm-hmm. it was like I was a freshman, just started high school. My friends were all hanging out after school, and I'm like, no, I gotta go rehearse. Yeah. I felt like Troy Bolton, kind of like <laughs> I didn't want my, I didn't want like my friends to find out that I was like <laughs> acting as a woman. Yeah. But um. But people got a kick out of it. Like I was like, I hate to sound like cocky, but I was like, I was the star of the show for mm-hmm. sure. Cause I was a woman and I was good at what I was doing. Yeah. But it was fun. A fun experience. Yeah. In a uh, middle school, elementary through middle school, I was in theater. Really? Yeah. I did a, uh, I did two different plays and I did a melodrama. I played a blind bartender at like oh, a candy bar. I would have loved to see that. There was one, it was, there was two different days cause we did the same play twice, but different days. The second day, um, I had, I was a blind, like, I was a blind bartender, right? Yeah. 
but there was a a jar of candy and I had done something I don't remember what it was and I knocked it over but like it wasn't like scripted and everyone was like uh like uh what happened you know like what do you want from me I'm blind like I just said that like out like out of nowhere oh, was it, it was like improv yeah it was damn. like that was like one of those. I was like, "Damn, I'm a pretty good actor." Yeah, like, that was just off the top of the head, and it worked because I was a bl- I was literally blind. Yeah, but I wasn't supposed to do that. But no, that's cool. Like that really cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Acting in general is really fun. It is. You get to just tap into like your creativity and your imagination. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really cool to do. I've always wanted to play like a psychopath. It's like a good idea. No, like, like the Joker. N- worse. Worse than the Joker? Like I wrote a little, I wrote a little thing a long time ago, but I pictured it, um, like a. Let me see if I remember. I remember like vaguely, but the way that I, I pictured the first like maybe five minutes, coming up on a really run down elevator, mm-hmm. and I'm in like a straight jacket, and there's like six guards behind me with like electric sticks, and I spaz out on purpose because I think it's funny. Like, like they know I'm crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I kind of like to egg it on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's That's hard to explain it, but I feel like I could, I could probably play it really, really well. Like, like shave my head, maybe get some eye bags on me. Like I haven't slept in three days. That sounds actually pretty sick. I have like multiple personality disorder. Like, uh, the movie Split. Yeah. Have you, okay. Have you seen the, uh, the show Moonlight? Moon Knight? Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. So going back to the cinematography part, mm-hmm. the first episode cinematography is trash. I can't remember that part at the beginning when they're when they're in like a little warehouse, uh, kind of, but they're outside. Maybe the first or second episode, and he's with Harrow. In the warehouse in the storage unit. Uh, maybe I don't remember. But there, there's somewhere, and there's like, you could clearly tell it's a set. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't even, oh. yeah, you can clearly tell it's a set. And from my perspective, like with Marvel, you would kind of think that they wouldn't, you wouldn't see that. Like, mm-hmm. they'd be too good, right? Mm-hmm. And the cinematography was so bad that I could literally picture the cameraman following them like this. Oh. Like, it was just, it was just bad. Yeah. So that kind of like ruined it for me. But after seeing today's episode, I, my faith has been restored. Dude, today's episode was pretty crazy. Yeah. When he falls off. So, in like, in the, in the, Oh man! Do you think that I'm so excited to see what happens in life? Do you think Mark had to, had to like let go of Steven to be balanced as a person? Yeah, because for for a while, because I saw a theory and it was saying that Mark and Steven are the same person but different universes, and the reason of um, Tony they, Snap they revealed it, didn't they? By the way, mm-hmm. spoiler alert again. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're just spoiling a whole bunch of stuff today. No, I saw uh, that that it was it was like different. It was Steven and Mark in different universes, but they were clashing. But after today, it was more Mark had a bad childhood and created Steven to escape it. Mm-hmm. And then he had to let go of it. So now, mm-hmm. it, but then it brings me back to what are they going to do now? If, if Steven's out of the picture, there's no more Mr. Knight. It's just Moon Knight for right now. Yeah. Because I saw a thing where it wasn't. I didn't, also, the fur had to get. Uh, what's his name? The Moon God. Is his name right? Oh, Kanchu. Yeah, Kanchu. I had to figure out how to get him back, don't they? Yeah, because he's, he's exiled. Yeah, but I saw I saw a thing that Mr. Knight. So Stephen, I don't know if it's Stephen in the comics, but Mr. Knight and Moon Knight are different people. Mm-hmm. Mr. Knight does more detective work when he has to be more empathetic, but when um, Mark has to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna f- kill people," it's Moon Knight. But they learned how to balance that out and use each other when needed. 
That's kind of sick. So now I'm thinking, what if Mark does a deal with Conchu that they, he brings back Steven, but instead of them bickering about who gets to have control of the body, they just compromise, and that's so they can both stay. But then again, what is Steven's like, real reason for staying if it's just if it's just made up in Mark's mind? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if they're going to do that way, he wouldn't have gone off the boat. But then again, since he's a, you know, a, he's a construct of Mark's mind, yeah. I feel like he can just do it again, you know? Like create Steven again? Yeah. That makes but then sense it wasn't because he created him for like a traumatic reason. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like out of nowhere. He was like, oh, I'm just going to be a different dude today. Yeah. No. I think my only my other complaint too is the CGI when Mark turns into Moon Knight isn't that good. Yeah, it's kind of meh. The hippo they did a good job. Yes, I was very like, was oh, the hippo's very cool. Good VFX. Yeah, that was sick actually. The the boat was good. Um, the sand people were good. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the whole like underworld CGI was good too. Like the desert. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. But yeah, I don't know. It sucks because I hated the way it ended. Like, there's really no, like, now another week. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like, like Mandalorian cliffhanger. It was just like cliffhanger where it's like, okay, what can you do now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because where even is he? He's in, Did he go back yet? I think he's going to because the the thing's balanced. Yeah, yeah. So I think he has, I think he's going yeah, to get him back. The, he even goes to the gate right now. So. Sheesh. But yeah, yeah. it's getting better. It is. It definitely got better. That's that's like the most invested Marvel show I've been in, invested in besides what, besides One Division. One Division was crazy. I wasn't too impressed with Loki. I wasn't either. Loki felt like a, like obviously it was a spinoff, mm-hmm. but like it felt like a spinoff. You know. Yeah, it didn't feel like, like it was its own thing. Like it, yeah. Yeah. What if felt like a filler? Oh, definitely. Are you excited for Doctor Strange? I'm very excited. We're going to go see it, I think. For, we're going to go see it for Mother's Day, actually. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah I wonder what I that's going to bring. after it comes out. What do you think going to happen? Do you have any uh, like early I theories? I actually have no idea. Because I don't know what direction they're going to take it with. Yeah. Like, if they're going to like creative process it, or are going to like uh, stick to, like, with what if, how they had, like, the, the evil Doctor Strange. Yeah. How they, they already showed him in there, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're gonna like go deeper with that and like make him like an actual thing. Yeah. Or just like a like a side event. Okay. Or whatever. I'm very interested to see what they do with her. I'm hoping they bring in the Fantastic Four that way because I know they're, they know the Fantastic Four is coming, mm-hmm. and I hope X Men comes in with Wolverine because I really want to see Wolverine and you think MCU. It's still gonna be uh, Hugh Jackman. It'd be cool, but I hope not because Hugh Jackman isn't he's Wolverine, you mm-hmm. know. If, for nostalgic reasons, but in terms of comic accuracy, he's not Wolverine at all. Yeah. He's too big. He's buff, hairy, but he's not short. Yeah. Like I, I need okay. to, I need to see like a five, five three to five six Wolverine. I'll probably be like, okay, even five six is a little too big. Because Wolverine's five three. Yeah. He's not big. You know, that's how they're going to introduce Blade? I don't know. I hope so. Blade Who's playing cool. it again? Um, Is it still Wesley Snipes? No, I think it's Idris Elba. Oh, it's Idris? I think. I could be wrong. Shoot. Is it? I mean, let me see. Saw, I, uh, I could be confusing him for some videos. Idris Elba's uh, memes with Morbius. Dude, that sucks. 
Dude, I feel so bad for Jared Leto. Imagine you do... I do, too. Because in my head, I was thinking, okay, Jared Leto tried to do Joker, failed. But maybe Morbius will be his little, you know, revamp type thing. Mm. But he failed at both. So clearly he's the problem. Unless both studios just suck. Highly doubt it, though. Yeah. Because the second Suicide Squad was really good. The what? The second Suicide Squad. I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. It was actually, it was pretty good. And then the HBO did really good with um, The Peacemaker, the show. Haven't seen that one either. That was really good too. This guy. Oh, Michelle Yeah. He's in that He's in that one with, with him and the girl, right? Or is he the guy that's in Get Out? The one that no. the one that's like the, like the dude in the hat? No, he's not. Dang this it. is a different guy. Damn it. I forget who, who else he plays. But no, that's not him. I don't even think he's in Damn it. I haven't seen that movie either. You haven't seen Get Out? No. I'm really bad at watching shows and movies. Oh. You, you need to watch Get Out. Yeah. I don't know. With me, like, I have a very short attention good span show. It's a good movie. for shows. It's a movie. Oh, Get Out? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, you have to watch that movie. You have to. I tried watching Us. Wasn't a fan. Us is mid. I don't know. Like I, I know what's that fool's name? Jordan Peele. I know he's a good director. Like, he's very creative, but I don't really see his hype. Like for what it, from what everyone else says. You need to get out then. Okay, so that'll change it. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Get out's a great movie. How come that other guy doesn't get like as much credit as him? Because he's not a director. So what does he do? Just an actor? I think he's still just an actor slash comedian. Does he have any other funnier bits other than the the school teacher? By himself? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think he does now. Damn. So Jordan Peele's just a mastermind then. It's the only one other ones I could think of where like he's pretty funny is when they're both in it. But I don't think there's one where like he's by himself again. The one that always makes me laugh is the freaking when he's a president. Oh yeah. And he's just giving normal like handshakes to the white people and then everybody else he's like hella cool <laughs> with them. Yeah. Because funny because Obama did that. He did. Yeah. Like, I re- And then it was even cooler when, like, he actually had the, because uh, he was the anger translator. Mm-hmm. He actually had him IRL during, like, the White House thing. He had him, like, anger translate for him. Really? Yeah. It was pretty sick. What did that dude say? What did do my macaroon? What did he say? <laughs> Kangaroo, something like that? I forget. <laughs> I don't know about Where? Jordan, Jordan Peele in that little skit. When he's an anger translator? No, 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 no. In the skit. Which one? The one where he's the president and he's like just oh. giving handshakes to white people and then he said he sees some dude and he says, What it do my macaroon? And then he like shakes hands. <laughs> I don't know, I forget what he says. But it was funny. Yeah, it was really good. Keenan Phil was really slept on for a while and everybody kept on to it. Hmm? So Keenan Phil was really slept on for a while because then I really listened oh, yeah. to uh, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And then everybody caught on to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty good. But uh his name Keegan Michael Key, which is his name. Oh, Michael Key's his name. Uh, his name is first name is Keegan. Keegan, okay, yeah. Keegan. Uh, he's done a lot of like movies by himself. He's doing a lot more acting stuff by himself. He mm-hmm. I don't think he's done a lot of like comedic stuff by himself. So I think he's more an actor now. Because I think he just came out. There's a movie on Netflix. I think it's called The Bubble, where he's starting in. I was never it. It just came out. Like it's brand new. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so he's doing a lot more like civil acting stuff now, so comedy. That's cool. Jordan Peele's doing all of his. Uh... 
directing stuff. You know who's like super underrated, and maybe I'm wrong, but uh, Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox is. I love Jimmy Fox. He can do everything. He can sing, get act. Jimmy Fox is pretty nuts. Have you seen his uh, interview with Joe Rogan? I have not. He impersonated Kanye. He has Jay Z. Are very on point. Mike Tyson, and Diddy, in the span of ten minutes. He he's very good. He has a whole. He has a whole. He has a plethora of impersonations. Yeah, he's very good at all of them. Yeah, no, he just like I can't think of anything he's really bad at. Because Django, that was like his comeback for acting. Django was a really good movie too. I haven't seen all of that one. You have seen all of Django. I've seen some of it. I haven't seen all of it. Jeez. Are you are you a Tarantino fan? Yes. Okay. I feel like he does. I feel like he's um not to like completely compare them. But he's like the Kendrick Lamar of film because he also leaves things open for interpretation. Also, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, but I, I remember when I, when I first watched Pulp Fiction, I was like, I don't know what it is about this movie. Even aside from the writing, just the feel and the soundtrack was just so fitting. Yeah. I said it was. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? What is uh? Fuck. What is Jules saying? Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> Is that what he says? Uh, what did he say? Um, he was like, what did he, I forget what he said. But he kept asking him if he, if, um, if he looked like a bitch. And he said, what again? Yeah. He was like, say what again? Yeah. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> what, what? Say what again? And he said it and he shot him. Oh, it was so good. I love I loved that whole scene. The one I liked the most was the Jimmy situation. Yeah. Like, Damn, that Jimmy. This movie's good, dude. <laughs> this is some serious gourmet shit. And then the uh, the burger. Did you hold it again? Oh, uh, Big Kahuna. The Royale with cheese. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, The Wolf. I want to watch it again. I remember I took an acting class my sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. And I think I, w- I tried to memorize the monologue he does in the scene where he's in the room. He's like interrogating the guy. And he does the, uh, he does the, the Bible verse. And he recites the Bible verse. Um, How does it go? And I was like, uh, I can't remember. It was this was like two years ago. I haven't oh, like shit. gone over again. But um, it's right. It's right before him and um, John Travolta start like, like shoot him up. Oh, it's like when he's backing up and like yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, talking. Yeah, he does a monologue, and I tried to memorize it. I think I did something else. But, um, that was one of my favorite parts of that movie. You know, it'd be a good exercise for us to do mm-hmm. if we just reenacted and filmed scenes of our favorite movies. To get the ball rolling for like your film stuff, yeah, so like that it. could be part of it. Uh, you could be um, Jules, I could be Vincent or something. We could mm-hmm. do that, um, or like I could be the the what guy, and you're like, say what motherfucker again? You know that could be. I don't know. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I'm down to do that actually. Yeah. I'm taking my stupid three thousand dollar camera. We could just use that one. Also, I want to get the, I think it's called the EOS R. It's a, um, it's a mirrorless DSLR. Mm. Um, it's just, a, it's just a really good camera. It's just again very expensive. What's the whole hype with the red cameras? They're just very good film cameras. Really? Yeah. They're like people, people will use. I think it's like, in like the hierarchy of like cameras, it's like the red, and then like you go to like actual like. Like cinema, like cinema, like cameras. 
Like that, the that's red, a cinema camera. Yeah. Like okay. The red is like a cinema camera for like a, like a quote unquote civilian. Like if you're not like mm. in like a studio, like yeah. production, you use a red camera. If you're, if you're just like a casual, like you're not a, you're not like a, like a like a yeah a if filmer or something. Um, I wouldn't say that because like how do I explain it? So say like cinema cameras, mm-hmm. like they use for like big budget movies. Yeah. Those are like Bugattis, okay, for cameras. Okay, the red cameras is like a Lamborghini SVJ. Okay, like it's a really good camera, it's still really expensive, but it's not like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Lamborghini SVJ. I'll say it's like a it's like a Rolls Royce truck. Okay, like it's a very good professional like upper echelon camera, but mm-hmm. it's not like the camera that they use for like big budget movie films. And how much is would a red camera run? I th- think they're around like 20 k. Damn. Because I can't remember. Let me make sure though. Have you? They s- are, they're not cheap. Have you seen when the when Catwoman's um, motorcycle hit the, like like one of three um, IMAX cameras in the world? Mm-hmm. That would make me shit bricks. Yep. Twenty thousand. Oh no, they're like six k, six thousand. What? Is that like a like a? Be nice. Is a red camera for six thousand dollars? But is it like um like a bottom barrel one? Uh, like it's on a top shelf. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Twenty thousand. Yeah, I was right. Twenty thousand, twenty five thousand for like the good ones. What's it look like? Uh, it's like a box almost. Oh wow. And that's what the, that's just the body, right? Mm-hmm. Damn. Like, that, it's not like there's like rigs and stuff damn. like that. And that lens is probably what an extra fifteen. Probably. Damn. Yeah. So I was right. It's like it's like twenty k for like the legit ones. Damn, dude, that's crazy. Let's say yeah, a lot of people don't realize that like films cost a lot to make. Like even like like short films, like ones that be like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. There's a really good short film called um, what's it called? SPC. Um, SPC movie. Let me get the title. SPC Overlord. Uh, yeah, it's like a. Do you know what SPC is? No. It's like a um. It's a it's called special. Special something. Uh, contain protect. There's like an acronym for it. Mm-hmm. It's like like abnormal things that like are like occurring. Yeah. And like they have to like uh um either contain it, like protect it, or like capture it or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one is like there's like a like a cult of people and like there's they're like floating in the sky as like a like a demonic thing almost. It's pretty interesting, you should watch it. But there's CGI involved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. CGI, um you know, they use like good cameras, but like there's like small films out there that'll like run you like uh, like upwards of like like fifty to like a hundred grand Damn. for like a fifteen like or like a fifteen like thirty minute like short film. And do they get their money back somehow, or they just they just spend uh, the money? You, you, you could probably like spend your money. Like a lot of people like start like GoFundMe to so, like find like a film project. Okay. For like uh, Sundance, so like like uh, like film festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like start like GoFundMe to like find like like the cover like how like it like uh, make to. They covered like the expenses, mm-hmm. so like like crew, like camera equipment, 
uh, if you're like renting a house or something, you're like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, permits or stuff like that. And then you had to pay the crew too, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it can get very expensive very fast. Damn. I had this one like short film idea. It's like, it's like five minutes long, even probably even less. But if you want to help me film it, I'm very down. So the way it starts, it's, it's really, really it. It starts with a, a trunk, obviously like typical hood um, trunk opens, three dudes, they pull somebody out, some, but I want it to be like ASMR kind of, so you would actually hear the, like, the trunk really clearly open up, mm-hmm. um, person getting grabbed, and then like some rope being tied. But the way I picture it is like as soon as a person gets tied, they're gonna get tied to like a cross kind of, or like a post, oh, right? They have like blood on their face, There's, they're like tied to a cross kind of, and then it zooms out, and there's a dude just lighting up a cigarette. And he lights it up with a match because it looks cool. Smokes a cigarette, takes a puff, and then he realizes he doesn't want it no more. And when he tosses it, it hits the ground. And then like a little trail of fire comes out. And it lights up the cross with him on it or the post. And then it ends. Jeez. Had another idea too. Okay. I get really like, me being like a cinematographer, mm-hmm. I can already like. Like visualize my head what that would look like and look yeah. pretty sick actually. Yeah. I'm down to like it'd be it. nice and dark, maybe a little cloudy outside, mm-hmm. just some moonlight, you know? Mm-hmm. I had another idea where again it's like probably two minutes long. You're at a restaurant, some dude's just in the corner having a nice meal, minding his own business. It's empty. Dude comes in through the door out of a truck, sits down like this. I'm like you're eating, I'm the dude. Mm-hmm. Sits down and just starts screaming at him, like going off like Throwing a drink in his face, getting pissed, stands up, sits back down. And as soon as he sits back down, the dude that's eating, he puts his fork and his knife down, very calm, gets his napkin, wipes his mouth, opens up his jacket, grabs a Glock, blows that fool's head off. Blood gets on the wall, all over the like all over the wall, but not the table, just the wall and whatever behind him. Dude looks at his gun, puts it down, doesn't put it back in his jacket, picks up his fork and his knife and finishes his meal, and then it's the end. Dude, what? That sounds like cool, but like. No, I don't know why. That's sick. I don't know where I came up with it. I just think I was watching Punisher one day, and I'm like, because imagine you have like some like violin classical music in the back. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems very like, oh, what's this? What's gonna happen? And then like no one's gonna expect like some dude just to be screaming at nobody because the guy doesn't care. Yeah. That, we can make that happen, dude. Yeah, let's do it. That'd be sick. Yeah. I'm down. Let's make it happen. I'm down. Be nice. How long has it been? How long have we been talking for? An hour 40? Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm good if, if you want to stop here. Podcast. I'm good too, yeah. Yeah, all right. If you want to plug yourself, maybe your photography, your Instagram. Um, so actually, I will have like, I'll make another uh, Instagram for my photography. But for right now, I'm just, uh, I'm just underscore C.Drake on Instagram and uh, Mr. Drake on Twitter. Um, I'm at underscore I am underscore capital D R A K E on Twitter. Um, I don't really. I'm like a. I'm like a shit poster. I don't really post how much like important stuff. But like, if you want to follow me, you know, you can. He has good work. Bottom line. Yeah. Um. I, but I will be making a, a photo page soon because I will be start doing photography a lot more. Um. I've been doing a lot of cool stuff. I'm hoping to come back here actually. Even talk about more stuff. Um, oh, you'll be, yeah, back, we'll be back, but with. The other homies. Yeah, we'll be doing a group podcast like I did before. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Until next time.